Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast with Joshua Latimer, where we discuss business, life, family, faith, struggle, fire, pain, and ultimately winning. It's time to take massive action. Look, I, I can't work harder on your life or business than you do. It's ultimately all on you. You know, God created all the food the birds would ever need, but he doesn't put it in their nest. You've got to go get it. 10 out of 10 people die. So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can? Hey, my friends, welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here with me and my good buddy, Dave Lindenbaum. I cannot wait to introduce you guys to him. I thought it'd be really cool to have another conversation with one of the most fascinating people in uh, Russell Brunson's inner circle, and that is Mr. Lindenbaum. He's super interesting. So I think we're going to have a conversation about business, a conversation about kids, a conversation about his crazy story and how it even started with a story by the World Trade Center, which is insane. I want to talk to him about that and the millions of dollars he sold on the internet. And But the fact that he still has self-limited beliefs, it's all going to be amazing and epic. So, you know, turn everything off and pay attention. Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. How are you doing, Dave? Doing great, Josh. That was an amazing intro. You were not you were not messing around. I am so dead serious at delivering like truckloads <laughs> of value to the people. We got to <laughs> give the people what they want, you know. Uh, and look, I, we we scheduled this call a few days ago, and I get on the call with you. And for an hour plus, you just are dropping value bombs, helping me with my business. Like, I'm calling to interview you, and you're like, no, 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 like, let's talk about Send Jim. And you're just like going this and that, boom, boom, boom. I had a whole, I have a full page of notes, actually, right here from our conversation. You didn't have to do that. Why are you such a nice guy? I mean, we just kind of getting to know each other. Tell us your story. Tell us why you're so nice. Take us back in the beginning. Maybe start from there. Um. Well, well, to, to back up this, I know, I, like, I don't, that was just as much for me as it was for you. Like I get, um, I get off, I get energy from, from helping, uh, people as I would imagine the people that are listening right now. Um, one of the reasons why they got into the service industry of like, um, blue collar entrepreneurs is, and, and maybe not, I could be wrong, but if that, like you have a deep desire. And I think every human being does, you know, there's obviously necessity, right? Like I need to make money, right? Like I need to like, I need to provide, I need to whatever. But most people, if they had the perfect life or whatever, what they come out for, it would be, it's in some way or capacity, like serving others and whether it's making their, and and by the way, if you're washing windows or you're cleaning carpets, that's not actually what you're doing. Like I'm providing peace in this household. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I actually just just this morning had a whole conversation um, about about the household. Like like when the house is clean and organized, it it literally makes our lives cleaned and more organized, more peaceful and calm. So um, hopefully the people listening understand that they're not in the windshield, uh, and I'm sure you you or the window business, they're in the like saving the marriage business or making someone feel amazing business. Really? It's true. It's um, true. It's true. It's true. It's all about the way that, that people feel. It's all about them. Cause, cause what we do on a technical level is different than what people feel while they consume the thing we sell, whether it's a service or a product. 
Um, it's all about feelings. Even when you look at like Apple computers, it's all experiential. And you know, Microsoft will list out every technical specification of a computer, and Apple will just put like this super sick hero image of someone like riding a skateboard with their iPhone, and they outsell, right? Because it's all about how you feel, and and, and it, that's applicable to service businesses, um, also yeah. online businesses, right? Well, it's funny. I think it's applicable even like the most applicable to grasp would be the service business because you are the closest to the the thing like for me like because we're uh physical products um and we're online like i don't i don't see my customers like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so it's it's super cool to uh in the service business because you're so much close the proximity to the person that you're serving is is so much closer than it's a it's an intimate thing i mean you're going inside people's homes yes it's, yeah, it's man. crazy yeah, yeah for sure um so anyway so my 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 way to contribute is i love ideas i love creativity and i love seeing things that somebody might not be seeing and especially because like like sen jim is so stinking ridiculous like it's so cool as a um when I'm, if, if I'm coaching or consulting, like to help, and, and by the way, coaching and consulting, as, as we know, it's, it's just listening and getting another view. Sometimes we're so close to the, to the, uh, to the painting, we don't actually see the picture. When you ever go to a museum, you go like walk up real close. You don't even know what that thing is. You see like a big red oil painting dot or something yeah. on canvas. All of us get numb. We get numb to our own stuff. Numb. hundred percent. In our business and in our uh, personal, uh, like you're saying, like with limiting belief and things. So anyway, so that, uh, so that's, um, so that's my take on it. That, um, uh, by the way, it makes me. I get, I also get enjoyment knowing that I was able. To... My, you're, I'm losing our connection. Oh man, can you hear me? Value to uh, somebody I, I I I know, like, and, and, and look up to. Uh oh, hey, I'm getting. Yes. My connection was it just cut out for like fifteen seconds. It was like robot. Can you hear me? Okay. okay? Cool. I, yep. Yeah. I was just saying that. Like, uh, thank you for thanking me, but it was kind of a selfish thing I did uh, <laughs> for you two days ago. No. Well, take us I back. Get, take you yeah. weren't always an entrepreneur. You spoke at Funnel Hacking Live last year and crushed it. It was unbelievable. You made this custom rap video that was really funny, talking about click funnels and just there's all these people. You were, this is your life right now. Take us back because we just had September 11th a few days ago and you were going down the corporate road uh, in the beginning. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So like, you know, in growing up, um, you gotta, gotta be mindful. Like I'm saying the word, the, the typical, uh, kid and student, whatever. But as we know, as we grow, there is no such thing as typical. There is no such thing as normal or average. Every single person is is different and has different desires and, and expectations. But the way I define typical kid was, you know, I got good grades in school. I played sports. I was the, like in student council, played popular kid. I just did the thing, right? And in college, I went uh, majored in finance and computer systems and got a, a like a amazing job considered by many, which was uh, working on Wall Street in Manhattan for J.P. Morgan. And um, my first day of work uh, was 9-11 and the 9-11. And I was at the the World Trade Center because I wasn't working there, but my, you know anything about New York? I was living in Hoboken, New Jersey, which is uh, New Jersey, the opposite side of the Hudson. 
which is the where the Statue of Liberty is, the Hudson River. And my my subway train, it's called the Path Train, goes underground and takes you into the World Trade Center. Get off the World Trade Center, work, walk a couple blocks for um, to on to Wall Street. So Wall Street's in the financial district, and it's a couple blocks away. So that's the reason why I wasn't working in the World Trade Center, but my commute. Um, was the World Trade Center. And, they had to be um, totally surreal. I mean, were you still downtown when the planes hit the buildings and stuff? Yeah, so the first the first plane already hit the building. I think my my path train, it's called, the, sub, the underground subway, was like the last stop or the second to last stop. They finally realized, like, okay, we should probably stop running trains into the World Trade Center. There's this huge, you know. And I, when I got out of the building, this is insane, because you got to remember, like, this is my first day of work. Um... And um, I had a Walkman, if you remember those things, good set player, listening to NXS, pumping myself up, listening to like, and on the escalator coming up, all of a sudden people just start running like crazy. You know, sometimes you go up, up an escalator, but there's super, pe- there's people that are very busy. Like, they, so there, there's like, even though the escalator is moving up, you still have those people that are walking and trying to pass you on an escalator. Right. It's like, and so I'm thinking like, man, people are crazy in New York City. Like people are just like, like I'm thinking like, does that make sense? It's my yeah. first day of work and people are just scrapping like, and now I'm like, man, people are like insane here in New York. I just, yeah, I, you know, I just spent a summer of like backpacking through Europe and then partying my butt off in college, you know, just a few months before. And I'm like, well, I guess this is, this is my life now. Like people are just uptight, you know, um, they're just acting like word. animals, but yeah, exactly, they, they exactly. knew something that you didn't, apparently. Yeah, because I had my headphones on. And finally get to the top, and there's this police officer screaming, like, I need, but I have my headphones on. And I finally take my headphones off, and he's like, get the, you know what, out of here. And um, I go outside, and I'm seeing papers everywhere. And um, it didn't, it seemed like a, like a computer was caught on fire. Because it, it, just to paint the picture, the World Trade Center was massive. And the build and this plane was embedded inside. Like I, I still didn't understand what was really going on. I will. I want to say this though. Um, you know, if I, the 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 men and women of the police department and the fire department, they everything the media said. You know, the, the, the like you know they were heroes and they rushed in when people were rushing out. I witnessed with my own eyes that being 100% correct. Mm-hmm. And it was me. And if I wasn't there, I'd say okay, they're spinning it and it's that like. It was just courageous and selfless, and I've never seen people so organized. Um, if you've ever been to New York City, Midtown is a grid. It's very easy to navigate. Downtown Financial District is a poop show. It's all these one-way streets and curving, and within minutes of me getting out of the World Trade Center, tape was up, police were there, people were directing, fire department running in. Like It was just amazing. And uh, I just want to just say that for the record, because like, in, for in case people are thinking like, well, you know, we glorify things. Like, no, man. Like, it was, it was an, uh, it was an amazing um, act of courage and discipline and organization um, that that the men and women of the police department and the fire department just pulled together. And weeks and even months after that tragedy, the people were were more. It just sucks that something like that has to happen. The actual day itself was very surreal and a blur and. Uh, yeah, just kind of weird, but, um, you know, it, it made me realize how infinite life is. And even with that infinite or a uh, finite, sorry, uh, life is, we still aren't guaranteed anything. Right. Like, like, does that make sense? Yeah, like, man. It's even, uh, one of my favorite quotes is that 10 out of 10 people die. 
In fact, yeah. uh, the intro to this very podcast says that quote. And it's not to be morbid and all depressing. It's it's to inspire us to uh, do stuff that we actually like are called to do, like to 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 make a dent, to do something that we want to do, to like make a change, to have some courage. Because there's a 100% chance that you're going to die. <laughs> there's a 100% chance that I'm going to die. Everybody's going to die. But we got to do stuff. And with the internet, with the way entrepreneurship is, like the, the time that we were born, Dave, the, the opportunity is outrageous. Like if you can't make something special right now, you never, ever, ever, ever would have been able to do it in the past. Like it's just it's just unbelievable. And, I, you know, we get numb to it, but I, I try to remind myself of it. Um, what an incredible, crazy story. And I know that was quite a long time ago. I don't know how long you've yeah. been doing, you know, on internet marketing and selling uh, physical products online, but something happened that got you from a banker on Wall Street or working for JP yeah. on Wall Street to selling all kinds of stuff online. Fill in the gap there, and then let's talk about some of the uh, the things you're doing now. Yeah. So, and you know. Like when you look back, you could connect the dots. While it was happening, it's like, what the heck is, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> oh, so, yeah. it wasn't like this one thing. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean the the quick story. So that was two thousand and one. Holy cow, man! And the other day, man, time goes by fast, dude. That's crazy. So. Yeah, I, I stuck with it, actually. I stuck with the because it was a training program for about two years. So even after that event, because it's the first day of my work, right? Like my first day of work, it's crazy, right? Um, I stuck with the program. Um, and this is the interesting thing. I, I told my boss one time, and I did good. Everyone liked me, and you know, I did, did a good job. And, but it just wasn't – I just and – and it was exciting, right? Kid right out of college doing it. But like I, I – I, and this is always a good exercise, right? It's like – well, when you extend the horizon, right, is it going to get better or worse? And mm-hmm. I just, I viewed my life like five, 10, 20, 30 years from now doing what I was doing. And that made me really uncomfortable and really like um, sad. Um, and one, one day I asked my boss, we were both working late on like Wednesday or something. It's like 9 30, 11 o'clock. Well, it was late, late, like not crazy, yeah, like, like 10, 10 or whatever. I'm like, hey, man, like, can I talked to you for a second. Like, yeah, sure. Come, come into my office. I was like, "Hey, I'm thinking about leaving," and I thought he was going to be like, "You're crazy. Like, we'll give you more money, or you're going to you're making a big mistake." And instead, Josh, it was the opposite. And he was probably my age today. He was probably like, you know, I'm 39, so he's probably like, yeah, like late 30s. Maybe, maybe I was. Maybe he was even younger. And he was like, "Leave." He's like, "You should leave right now. <laughs> Run. <laughs> Run. Like, Take me with you." Yeah. He was like. It was, Josh, it was mind blowing. It was, he was like, you know, if you don't leave now, you're going to end up like me. Golden and he handcuffs. just, it was crazy. You get stuck with the golden handcuffs where you start getting a house and a family and you start buying fancy stuff and you get stuck and then you're not That's flexible it. anymore. You don't have any, uh, elasticity. You can't, you can't pivot, you know? I, I feel you there. Um, so when you did start, uh, your own business, what, what was your first, successful online business venture what were you doing yeah so it's it's uh get kombucha is the first um online business venture can you explain what kombucha is for for people that don't know absolutely kombucha is a funky um probiotic beverage we'll call it a funky Um, probiotic beverage yeah 
Yeah, little hippie-ish, little uh, granola-y, but interesting thing. I mean, at least it was 13 years ago. Like now celebrities are drinking it. It's featured on Dr. Oz and Oprah. And it's like now like cool. Just like um, trying to think of like what would be another thing that's like now accepted in like yoga or something. Yoga is like a very hip, cool thing to do. Mm. 20 years ago, also probably people were like, what the heck are these people doing? Right? Like, wearing, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Um, which is cool. And, um, but 13 years ago, it, it wasn't very cool. It was really hard to explain to your parents like, Hey guys, I left JP Morgan and I'm starting uh, this hippie tea company. <laughs> um, that was really, really hard and challenging. Um, but yeah, it's a probiotic beverage. Um, it is made from tea, but I'm mindful of not saying that right away because when you think of tea, you think of iced tea because it's cold, it's cold and it's fermented. So it tastes more like a sparkling apple cider vinegar drink than a Snapple or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it has tons of uh, benefits and, you know, for the health and the gut and all that fun stuff. So you had an online store selling this super niche, funky probiotic drink thing years ago yep. without all the fancy tools yeah. that make it easy now. Uh, you did have yeah. a computer, computer information. You're, you're a technical guy, I guess. But that – and then you sold like millions of dollars worth of this stuff, right? I mean how, how does that happen? What did – Yeah. Um, one one day at a time, as you know. And that's the thing. Like, And the other interesting thing was it's, it's true. We, we're doing really well, but I was probably more fulfilled and I even felt wealthier when I made my first $300 um, that like month one, we made 300 bucks and I was, dude, I was through the moon, which is insane, right? And I'm, but I'm no, sure it makes most- sense. It's a huge thing. It, like it, it flips a switch in your brain where you're like, this is real. Holy crap. Yeah, that's can- and and I think and I think um, the people that that have their own business, like whether it's whether it's online, whether it's offline, whether it's services, whether it's um, whatever it is, the moment you you make a certain amount of money, in the beginning especially, you're like, well, if I need the the if thens come out, yes, but they're all if positive if thens. It's like not even you're not even saying positive like how questions like how can i do this or it's more like if i made 300 then i can make 3000 if i made 3000 then i can make 300000 you know right. and then at some point though we hit some um ceiling where we stop the if thens which is sad because it's those if thens that got us to these million dollar uh, years and, and 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 so forth that's true but, uh, but yeah man i was so stoked dude i, I can't even explain like but, I, but again, I'm sure you've also felt it. I'm sure every person listening to this to this call who has a business understands that, right? That whole oh, yeah. like if then, like oh, if I just did, then I could. Well, I think yeah. another piece to that is people attach they 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 attach their happiness to a future outcome. So they'll they'll say something like, "Well, once I get that debt paid off, then you know." I'll be happier. Once we hit a million bucks in annual revenue, you know, then I, then I'll be able to chill out and be a better dad. And the, or you know, once I, mm. in in the, but it never stops ever. Literally to infinity. It's a it's a moving yeah. target. It's not real, uh, and that's hard. That's hard for me. It's hard for a lot of people. Um, I just talked to a guy this morning that I did an interview with. He's got a forty million dollar a year garage door installation business, and he was talking about how he's going to do a hundred million in twenty twenty. And then, so we were kind of talking about this. It's like, then what? 
Well, then 500 million. Then what? Then a billion. I don't know. Like it doesn't. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Yeah. Well, no. It's it's a it's and, and by the way, if um, that's great. The thing that's challenging is, duh, like, what does that look like? Like, and how do you get there in a way that's not that where like you as a you grow as a person, you grow in your relationships. Um, and do, and do we even want to get there? Yeah, I think some some people just think they're supposed to want to get there. Like, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Grant Cardone. I'm just gonna throw it out there. I just yeah. the the way that he is. I'm sure he's a great dude, or whatever, but. He's just like, hustle, grind, get yours. Who's got my money? You know, get paid. Like, that's not me, man. I, I got five kids. Um, yeah. I am an ambitious entrepreneurial guy, uh, but I'm trying to do stuff for my family and I want to make an impact. I care about people. So my flavor is a lot different than his. Uh, but I, sure. I see people that follow him. They've never actually tried to figure out what it is that they want in life. They just think that they don't really know. So they're like, okay, that sounds good. I'll go chase money. I'll go grind and hustle and take selfies in front of a rented Ferrari and then be, pretend I'm a social media manager. Or like, <laughs> like there's like 22 year old life coaches now on the internet. Yeah. Like I yeah, don't know, but sure. there, there, one of my favorite quotes from my friend Tony is, "There's nowhere to get, and you've already won." I mean, but at the same yeah. time, I still want to be ambitious. So, let's talk about um, some practical business tips from the mythical Dave Lindenbaum. Um, you were talking about how you inject some of your personal hobbies into your marketing and how you have fun and you're silly and like you're a musician. And, um, what are your thoughts on that? What are the, what are the rules to marketing? Your products have a lot of perceived value, the packaging, there's a lot of fun on a lot of your Amazon products that you sell and everything. Talk about that for a minute, if you could. Yeah. So, um, and so when we were talking offline you hit it on the head that the, like, there are no rules, like, you know, probably murder, probably probably don't want to do that murder i don't want to be coveting you know people left and right but uh like you know besides those those top tens whatever like and and just common sense stuff like there's really no rules and um at the end of the day this this is a a full circle conversation right like what are you actually providing like what are you actually doing and um this is a huge epiphany for us like we're we're, we're like redoing all of our, all of our brands with that in mind. Like what, like why do people buy? Like really, why do people buy? Like what, like who, um, what do they want? Who do they want to become? And there's so many ways to serve that than the surface. Okay. That's one. So that's the customer, right? But then you yourself as the provider of said service or experience or product, what do you want? Like, what do you want? What do you really, really want? And many times there, you'll be able to find an alignment where you get your needs served in your business. You don't have to look out, out, like outside. Like, cause I used to think, and by the way, I still do like, this isn't like something that's like, check God. It's some, for some people it is, man. And I'm super jealous of those people. Like, you know, they go to one Tony Robbins event, they listen to one audio book. They, they go to like the hypnosis one time or a therapist one time, or they do a push up one time and they're like, Oh, got it. Got this whole workout thing down or that, you know what I mean? Like, but for many of us, it's not, uh, you know, like eh, it's cliche, but it's like you breathe more than one time. Like, you, you know, like, why would you expect anything else to be different? Like, of course, self-development is going to be a constant thing. 
And the idea is like, how can you get, get more excited about what you actually do in your business? And oftentimes when you're excited about your natural thing, like that gets felt like, I don't know whether it's spiritual stuff or it's just legitimately felt like, does that make, make sense? So I'll give an example. Like for me, like, as you alluded, like I love, I like music. I, I, I was in a band in college. I will never be a professional musician in the way, wait for it, that society defines professional. But in the way that I define professional, that I get paid to make up songs and sing them, then yeah, I guess you could say I'm a professional musician because I infuse, I inject my love for music and writing silly songs into my business and into my marketing, into my relationship building, that it produces a financial return on investment. Mm -hmm. And so um, I know that, the, so I've done this not just for like, on, when I spoke at Funnel Hacking Live, but like I've done this like, I, I would like uh, one year, you know, I did songs, random songs for my customers. Thank you for buying this kit, you know, and do you know how like <laughs> I have a customer for life on that. Now, mm -hmm. If you're, I, I'm not suggesting somebody go take guitar lessons if they're not. By the way, if you've been putting off guitar lessons, start taking guitar lessons and write jingles for your for your um, for your um, customers. But what if there's other things in your like things that that you could do? Forget about your business for a second. What are things that you want to do in the day, and then bring it back and then say, okay, now how can I do that for the for the business? So in other words write down like on the left side of a sheet of paper, all the things you wish you did more of in your life. Right. Mm -hmm. And then move over some of those things on the right side of the column. Like, well, how can I do that for my business? Um, like in your relationships that works out, like I, like my wife and I, when we got married, uh, before we both wanted to get in shape for the wedding and we both wanted to spend more time together. Well, we just started going on hikes together. It's like, how can you do like kind of like, again, this is like not rocket science new, like, like two birds with one stone, right? I mean, it's but, not rocket science, but it is because of us being so close to the painting. We don't, we're not creative. Yeah. Like in, in local marketing or online marketing, any marketing, we kind of just do what everyone else is doing without realizing that that's what we're doing. And then we become white noise, you know, and I'm guilty of it completely. Like I'm still trying to figure out how to, what's my real hooky like crazy unicorn concept to grow my software business like what's that one thing that vein of gold that i'm gonna hit but sometimes it's not the one big thing it's the little things like yeah <laughs> someone bought from you on the yeah. internet and you sent them a video of you singing them a song thanking them it's hilarious yep yeah um and by the way we hit that vein we hit the vein two days ago i'm pretty i'm pretty when i when i have ideas for others it's golden, bro. So I think that, I think we did hit the vein on that one, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and it's that extra thing. And here's the cool part, by the way, Bo, but like you said, though, you got to figure out what you want. Cause it's two birds with one stone, but you got to, what's your bird, man? What's your bird, baby? You know what I mean? Like you got to figure out what that bird is so you can <laughs> hit it with the stone. Yeah. We got to come up with like, like, two birds of one stone. Like, I don't want to hit any bird with a stone. I don't want to, I don't want to, <laughs> but like, anyway, uh, but you got to figure out your, your birds first. And the cool thing is, is then it's like, what's the worst that happens? So the worst that happens is you get fulfilled because you're pursuing the thing that you want and it doesn't work. So then you pursue something else that you want in your business and it does work, but 
most of the time, the thing that you think is crazy actually will work. And how cool is that? That like either way, you're you're getting like it's gonna like it's working some part of the way because you're do, happier about your day. You're happier about um, your 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 needs. And um, man, I'm telling you, like like you know you 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 mentioned things that that you do for uh, for what you teach. I'm not sure I could say it, right, like the brownies and stuff like that. Like how crazy is that? How awesome is that? That's not even related to to because right, like people like brownies that's a universal principle yeah even if brownies are crazy, actually free brownies are proof that god exists and that he loves us yeah. in case <laughs> there you go man <laughs> and even if even if somebody's like gluten intolerant or on some crazy diet whatever you know what those guys are going to take those brownies and give it to their neighbor who they were supposed to you know give them something because the neighbor gave them something back in the day and you've been printing that off like either way it will be a good thing like a good thing will be done well, I know I've, I've just struggled with being confident to try new things. Like, um, but what I, what I'm learning is that it's not permanent. Like, if you try something silly and it doesn't work, no one even remembers after a little while. Like, it's we, we get way too freaked out. And you got You got to try stuff. You got to be creative. You got to put yourself out there. Um, with local yeah. marketing, it's okay to be weird and have fun with it. And I don't know. Oh, there's so much you can do with the local marketing because it's it's. I don't know. I mean, I don't like. I just I, mean, I picture you dressed things. up on like. 12 foot stilts with a top hat, like with a megaphone downtown, like running a carpet cleaning special or something. <laughs> well, I mean, I could see myself, man, don't, uh, don't give me another, you, idea. you would do uh, that. Another, another idea, dude. I would love, uh, I, I had this, like, I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there. I have this, uh, this big, hairy, audacious goal. And I never talked about it, um, on a live uh, call before. Um, told some people, told my wife, told, uh, a couple of our mutual friends, but it's the first time I'm, 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 I'm proclaiming it. I want to have a bit, I want to do it, have a TV show where it's kind of like the profit, but it's not like I ambush a business. I literally, I ambush a business. I go into any store right now and I'm like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a multi-million dollar uh, online marketer. Do you trust me? And like, just see if it's a one, it's challenging because I need to convince somebody to let me take over their business for one day. Ooh. So the profit's like very, like I'm investing in this and that. And in one day we add value to their business. And what I'm, but what I do is also on that is I, I man, like we do a Facebook live in the inner circle group, Josh, where people are on live helping me help them as well. Oh, so everyone's man. like, okay, do this. Uh, look at that. Let me see. Let me see their, their, you know, restaurant. Let me see their menu. Okay. No, you know, add a really expensive bottle of wine to the menu. Not because people are going to buy the expensive value of wine because Robert Cialdini did an experiment where he does it to a restaurant, um, where people are price relative sensitive. Right. Mm -hmm. So I go on a, on my, on a date, I want to impress the girl. I'm not going to buy the most expensive, but I'll buy the second most expensive. But all of a sudden, the second most the most expensive becomes the second most expensive when you add another higher expensive bottle. Oh, now we're getting into some menu. ninja tricks. Ninja tricks. Yeah, I love this stuff. Uh, another keeping with the restaurant theme, like um, here's a surefire way to increase your tips. So people, most people, no matter how good of an experience you give them, they're always going to tip based off of the bill. So if you, the number one way to improve your tips is work at a restaurant that has a higher average customer value. Mm -hmm. So you could be the best waiter or server at IHOP or Denny's, right? Mm -hmm. And even if the even if I give you a 100% tip, 
the bill is going to be $30. So even if I give you $30, I mean, which is great, it's still, that's like un, right, uh, right doubling the, the tip. But if you work at a fancy steakhouse where the average, uh, you know, plate is a hundred dollars and your bill is a thousand dollars, even if you was, was the worst waiter and, and, you know, and I, I'm a very high tipper because I worked in the service industry for a number of years, but the average person, if they only tip, you know, 20% or 18%, that person's still getting, you know, six times more than the person busting their hump on IHOP. But here are some things you could do regardless. And, and, and I'm going to say it because this is the, what the study was, but how in your business can you do this as a, as a service provider? Uh, and we can workshop that out. Okay. And, um, this is super fun. So, um, they, they did a study again, Robert Cialdini, I highly recommend, um, every, Everybody listening, getting this book. Um, he has a number of books: uh, Influence, uh, Persuasion, and um, and uh, Fifty Ways to Yes. And um, what I love about Robert Cialdini is he uses real case studies, but he also applies them into typical life, not just we had college students in a closed room. And that is managing expectations to then exceed the expectations, mm. right? People don't know that you're doing a great job until they realize, like, like you know, your relationship the person doesn't know what a catch you are unless they had a really horrible relationship. <laughs> right. beforehand, a lot That's of true. Really. That is true. Or they don't, they don't have an idea of what the service experience is even supposed to be. They don't know what bad Boom. is or what good is. Uh, they, dude, absolutely. I mean, think about it. If I tell my wife, oh, honey, I'm coming home at 8 PM and I come home at 8 30, my head is taken off. I tell my wife, honey, I'm coming home at 8 PM and I come home at 7 30. I'm a hero. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. how do you set the bar so that you could exceed it. And so this is the study. Um, the So like I said, the number one thing about getting a tip is working at a place that, that the average car, because people in America at least, tip off of the off of percentage. Right. But even with that aside, it's the managing expectation and the experience. And when you, when uh, waiters would um, write, you know, here's your check, thank you so much, nothing, right? Versus here's your check, they were a little smiley face on the bill, and they gave a candy out, uh, one for each person at the table. Tips were increased, and I don't want to use numbers that I don't remember, so I won't. I won't give the specific number, but let's say tips increased. So when you gave a candy with the bill, your tips increased. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair yep, enough. Yep. Well, then he tested. Well, what if we just gave more of a good thing? So then they tested. Instead of giving one candy when you when you give your your check to the table, give three candies per person. So here's like a handful of candies and thank you so much. Mm. And compared against no candy and one candy, tips went up even greater. Wow. So more of a good thing does increase. But the thing that trumped all three scenarios, right? Scenario one, no candy. Scenario two, one candy per person. Scenario three, just a handful of candy. So lots of candies per people was this fourth scenario, which is, dropping off one candy per person with the bill, walking away, and then coming back and saying, you know what, I'm not supposed to do this, but you guys were like such an amazing table today. Here's some extra chocolate, or here's some extra candies. Ooh. And outperform just giving more candy right off the bat. Because what you're doing is, is that you're exceeding expectations, and then you're exceeding them again. Mm. Um, Dana does this really well where he'll mail somebody a package with 
uh, let's say I order something from from Dana, you know, I order a a book from 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 our buddy Dana, right? Um, if the book includes an action figure with a cool little handwritten note and some candy, that's really cool because it exceeded my expectation. I expected to get a book, and instead I got all these other cool things. But what exceeds it is sending out a book or a candy before the package comes or sending something out after the package comes. Does that make sense? And so what could somebody do um, in, in your crew, like in your tribe, to exceed expectations or set expectations, exceed them, but not crazy exceed them, hold back a little bit to then exceed them again? Ooh. I mean, it, I, where my head's going right now, just off the top of my head, is uh, by adding additional services um, that are part of your business plan, part of your pricing structure, but it needs to feel like they just won the lottery, that they're special, that they're different, right? So if you're going to clean carpet and you're like, you know what, I got done 15 minutes early, um, I just, I, you know, you've been a great client. I, I'm going to do your upholstery on this one chair or something. But you work that into part of your business plan. That that would be insane. People would go crazy for that. They'd be all over Yelp and just like blowing it up, you know. Uh, or if you're pressure cleaning, uh, washing a house, and you don't typically include the the sidewalk. Well, include the sidewalk and just account for it. But then throw it in like, you know what? We're already here. We already got it. You're super awesome. Uh, how about I just do the sidewalk for you too? What do you say? Bam, stuff like that. Um, and then maybe after you leave the job then that could be the exceed the expectations that exceed the expectations. There could be something else that happens or a gift in the mail or something. Dude, that's, I hope everybody's listening and just does that because it's free money. That's the other. Yes. And loyalty. What, 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 what's crazy is that, like you said, you just, if you know your numbers and you factor that in to you, it's, it becomes the system. Mm -hmm. But to that person, even though you're serving a hundred, a thousand, 10,000 different homes in a year. When you're inside that person's home, that's a one-on-one experience. So for that person, it's brand stinking new. That's the other huge thing I want to get come across. Like, by the way, on the flip side, right? Like if you're um, flying, right. And United airlines, like, uh, you know, they're, Flight time is 99.99% accurate, but you're the one dude that missed his flight because the flight came late. You don't mm-hmm. care about the thousands and thousands and thousands of other people that flight didn't that didn't miss their flight. You That's see, well, like sometimes, sometimes you have to <laughs> yeah. swing the pendulum the other way to like understand. So, but so that's bad. But the goodness of that is that if you do it in a positive way to that person, you're the greatest thing that happened to that person today. Like smiling, being friendlier, like, um, uh, you know what I mean? Like it could be like things, by the way, I love the, the service related thing cause it brings them up. And the idea of discovery, like, you know what? Like I gotta go like, um, but I also noticed your windows they're, they're good. Like they're good, but they can be great. I don't have time to do it now, but here's a 20% off uh, thing. And rather than like, like handwrite the freaking note, like, like to make them feel special. Don't say here's a coupon code for 20% off. Hey, um, 
can I see a piece of paper or, or you have a piece of paper, but on the back, like, you know, if you hand out the business cards or whatever, hand write, um, mention and come up with a funny word, right? Like mention it in their house, whatever. Purple unicorn. Purple, Purple unicorn, unicorn is my, is my go-to funny phrase. <laughs> wow, Josh, I got to look this up. But I'm pretty sure I use the word purple monkey as really? my like, secret online. Yeah, like mention purple monkey <laughs> next time you order and we'll throw in some free stuff. Oh, um, that's awesome. oh, and the other big thing is I don't like I should I should remiss what I just said. I don't like discounts. I like adding on. So instead of yes. saying 20 percent off your next thing, saying like and when I come to clean the windows, I'll also add something else. Just mention uh, purple unicorn to the thing. If you want to get crazy, too, if, if in the house you notice something and remember there's a gentleness. You, uh, there's some people that like to be chatty. Some people that don't, don't want to be creepy. Like, Hey, I noticed like inside your drawer, you're, uh, you're taking Xanax. So just mention the word Xanax <laughs> and I'll give you a, I'll give you a free, uh, wax on the windows. And I'm like, probably don't want to do that. But if you say like, yo, I noticed, you know, you guys start talking, like you guys both are into the Chicago bulls and there's bull paraphernalia right. mention Jordan 23 or something. And that's going to kind of like an inside thing. Yes. But, uh, God, that's so good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and that person then remember, why shouldn't they? Like, yes, this is your system, but to that person, you just made their day, man. Like, like, and they feel like they're getting. This is also crazy, crazy, but um, people, this is crazy, man. This is human psychology. People, for the most part, they prefer, they don't mind spending more money as long as they know that their friends and their family are spending even more money for the same thing. Let, let me explain. Really? This is some deep psychology, but a lot of uh, times people will go to, uh, like, um, what are they called? Like, um, uh, the outlet stores. Are you ever, are, are these yeah. big in where, mm -hmm. yeah. um, we have some in Michigan. I don't, yeah. Because they know they're getting a deal. But if you do the math, it's not – they're not saving someone. They just know that they're, they have, their Michael Kors bag is less than somebody else's Michael Kors bag. It's this crazy thing. So the idea of um, – but that can be achieved in in freemiums versus discount. And so if you give somebody you a 20% – You can scale it. Like you, you could – I guess what I'm hearing is the important thing is that every individual customer yes. is feels like they – just won the lottery one way or another. And it's, even with a small thing, they feel special, unique, hand-selected, the stars aligned, this is for you. But you you can scale a system around that. But that's Oh, powerful. my goodness, 100%. And then from a referral point of view, how – this is an interesting thing. And this – we, we want to – you know, we won't have time to talk today about this, but get your – wrap your head around this. How can you encourage um, someone to – want to share your service with their friends and family in a way where they're getting, you know, either some type of kickback or something like that, but they also feel good because their status, does that make sense? Like, mm -hmm. Oh my God. Well, that's why oh. people shared iPhone. Like people, when it very first came out, I know it's kind of a little different now, but when it came out, it was like a freaking people just be like, Oh, yeah, it's my iPhone. You're like, I didn't ask about your... They just found ways to work it into a conversation. Like, their status was so attached to having an iPhone. It was powerful. It was like, it was like, oh, you're, oh, you don't, oh, you don't have the iPhone? Oh, poor thing. Like, I don't know. Like, it was hard baked into the marketing. Yes, exactly. How can you get people to brag, brag about your service? Not recommend your service, but brag. Because when somebody thinks about this, when somebody brags about something... 
the other person is going to find out. Want the thing. They want the thing. Versus trying to recommend, recommend. There's a different psychology. And does that make sense? One's pushing, yep. one's pulling. And if, if you do such a great job, but job is the experience, to get somebody to brag about what what you did, it's game over. I mean, Forget it's, about it's, it. game, it's game over. <laughs> Forget yeah, about yeah, it. Man. No, that's good. Well, that's great, man. I, I appreciate you hanging out with me for so long. I know that you have some important things to do today. Uh, and... Uh, if, the, if you have any mega epic closing words of wisdom, thoughts, how people can connect with you, feel free to let her rip. Uh, but this has been a great conversation. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, um, we can put stuff down like on the the show notes. Is that what it's called? Because I'm sure, constantly yeah. uh, changing things up. So to keep this evergreen, uh, I'll leave you with um, – um, actually, if I could brag a bit about you. Um, so I'll practice what I preach. Um, I'm going to brag about me. Yeah. Okay. So, guys, anybody that, that's, that's listening right now, I, Josh, the reason why I'm on this, on this, um, I believe that, and I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I believe, I am coming to believe that things happen for a reason. And even if you don't believe that, it's a good belief system to have because it gives you more control of than where other, where they're going. Like, gives you more control of your life if you do believe things happen for a reason or things come about a certain way. And uh, the reason why we're on this call right now is um, because uh, I was a listener randomly on a random night and you never, what I want to put out there is one, you are just an epically awesome human being that truly cares about um, people and, and servicing others. And so it's like what I got to do, you know, for you two days ago and helping you with your business is like awesome because it's just going to be amazing to see you continue to give to others. Um, but the other thing is I want to brag about you is that, and to people listening is never underestimate the impact we have on other people. And whether you're like, like seriously never underestimate, like, like whether it's cleaning someone's carpet, but making their day or, or just feeling better, um, or doing a, um, a podcast that somebody discovers and stumbles upon years later. Um, in my situation, it was probably days later of when you're doing it. It, 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 it spoke to me, man. And you've never been pushy. You've never been, in fact, like for those that don't know, Josh, like he sits back, which is crazy to me because you're so, um, so abundant, um, in, in, in giving and, and, um, inspiring, but you did, and yet here we are. So one way or another, people are going to discover you. Um, and people listening, one way or another, it's going to come out. Like your gifts are going to come out. So I'm encouraging you to open up the box and give a little bit more and be okay with that because it will come back and people will be impacted more than you will ever know, especially in this day and age with uh, with you know online and internet and Facebook and talking and all this fun stuff. So thank you for um, for giving me this opportunity to to connect with you and your tribe and I'm just happy to uh, to, to to serve and, and inspire like all of us are. Man, I don't even know what to say. Thank you so much. That was far and beyond what just thank you. 
Very much appreciate it, brother. Can't wait to give you a big uh, chest bump, fist bump, noogie, <laughs> high five when I see you. Probably yeah, at Funnel Hacking Live is when I'll see you because I think we're going to different mastermind dates. But um, if you need anything from me, I am ready and willing to contribute. And hopefully you know that. And again, thank you for your time. Um, that's it. Have a good one, Dave. Awesome, man. Thank you, dude. Hey, thanks for hanging out, friends. And from all of us here at the Quick Talk Podcast team, we hope you love today's show. We hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener. Apply what you've heard today in your own business and watch things change for the better. Lastly, remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul. Seek first the kingdom of God, my friends. We'll see you next time. For more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.